Today, I'm honored to be joined by a couple, eh, for the fun of it, I'll call them luminaries in the uh, podcasting space. Are we still allowed to use that word? We have Jason DeFilippo. <laughs> oh, it was copyrighted. Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> well chosen. I said it plural, not singular. The gentleman <laughs> speaking now was uh, James Cridlin of podnews.net. And with him, I have Jason DeFilippo, host of Grumpy Old Greek. Blah. Grumpy old geeks, a new tongue, just breaking it in, <laughs> as well as a podcast producer for the likes of Tim Ferriss, Kevin Rose, Jordan Harbinger. So he's pretty familiar with not only the equipment, but what goes on behind the scenes. And it's especially relevant today's topic where we're going to discuss ads and more specifically auto insertion. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing I'm doing good. Yes, I'm doing good. I'm sitting down for my first coffee of the day. It's uh, half past seven in the morning here in sunny Brisbane in Australia. And uh, yes, it's a good day. It's cooler there too, isn't it? Well, I, I guess kind of. It's it's winter time here, but it's going to get up to 27 Celsius today. What's that in, in American Celsius in Fahrenheit? Oh God, I want to say 80? Yeah. High 70s? Uh, 80. <laughs> I don't 80. know. There you go. <laughs> I was close. So that's a good thing. (laughs) All right. Jason, how are you doing? In this week on Fahrenheit to Celsius conversion, (laughs) uh, we're we're doing good here down in Southern California. It is, uh, I don't know what it is in C, but in F, it is about 95. So we're we're rocking the AC in the shorts down here. That's that's, uh, 35 for the rest of the world. There you go. All right. Yes. We're not, look, we're not (laughs) proud about that. Trust me. We're not. (laughs) So to jump things off with a happy note, Jason is not a fan of auto insertion of ads. Would that be a fair statement? In certain cases, I am I I'm not I don't dismiss the technology altogether. I find it is useful for some shows and disastrous for other shows. And this all this whole thing started with a tweet the other day because we were talking <laughs> about AI driven dynamically inserted ads. And that's where that's where James and I started talking on Twitter. And as everything happens on Twitter, you can't have a decent discourse on Twitter because it just doesn't work. Absolutely. So where is it that you see them going off the rails? Well, the whole thing w- with my tweet was actually it was just a joke because mm. on Grumpy Old Geeks, we always talk about that AI doesn't exist. And you know, AI is just a catch buzzword that you put in your press release because you need more funding. Because, you know, it's it's a series of tools. You have facial recognition, you have audio recognition, you have object recognition, you have machine learning, you've got different types of neural networks that all come together. And people just call it one word, which is AI, not even a word, two words, sorry, and two words in an acronym. But it doesn't exist, which is why it's always funny when things come up like this. Because if you listen to Grumpy Old Geeks, that was really the joke in the whole thing. But then it kind of went into this uh, dynamically inserted ads thing, which I am not a fan of for a lot of reasons for a lot of different shows. Okay, so you call AI almost highly capable flow charts? Eh, really? Programming. You just put put a randomizer 
against a, a data set and see what you get. And when it when it finally works one time, then you can say it's AI. Okay. All right. So you've also stated on Grumpy Old Geeks, because I am a fan and listen, that I think you said you will never have a dynamically inserted ad on the show. And if people hear it, it's probably a host that's taking some money out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to eat crow on that one because I'm pretty sure James is going to well, we'll change see. my mind by the end of this show. <laughs> but yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, no. that was that was a little hot headed remark, but uh, for for us as for at the tier we're at, no. If we get if we get more listeners, and at some point the back catalog becomes useful to flip to dynamic, we'll do it. But at current at current where we're at right now, it would be it would make no financial sense to do that. And I think I pulled James into the conversation when I stated that. There are people in the other part of the world that might not want to hear about stamps.com. I think there are people in the United <laughs> States that don't want to hear about stamps.com. Fair point. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I should say that I come at this from um, uh, my, my hands are slightly dirty in that about 25 years ago, I used to write radio ads. So I used to be the guy that used to sit there and write shouty radio ads from your local uh, dealer your local, you know, Ford dealer and it was, uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, doing all of that kind of uh, stuff. So I guess from my dim and distant past, I've got some history and some understanding of what you can do in terms of ad creative for audio and what works and what doesn't work. And at the end of the day, the only thing that works in advertising is to talk to the right audience in the right way with the right message. That's kind of, you know, as simple uh, as it ends up being. And I guess my theory around dynamically inserted ads is that actually there's a conversation around technology, whether or not it's a good idea from a technology viewpoint, and, uh, and we can have that conversation. And then there's a conversation around creative. And my guess is that a lot of the a lot of the conversation is around creative because people uh, instantly think that dynamic ad insertion means inserting a 30 second ad about you know McDonald's or, or or a mattress company or something into a podcast where it just sounds awful and i think you know i i would start by saying you can dynamically mm -hmm. insert a rubbish 30 second ad or you can bake it into your show, but either way, it'll still be rubbish. So there's a conversation, <laughs> yes. I think, around getting the creative right. And then there's a conversation, there's a sort of slightly more dull conversation around what technology you actually use. But at the end of the day, my theory here is that dynamic ad insertion is just one of the tools that clever marketers can use in order to make sure that they're reaching the, the right audience in the right way with the right message. Because, you know, at the end of the day, and I said something on Twitter, which uh, Marco jumped on, but I basically said, which is, of course, unusual, um, but I basically said, look, um, <laughs> you know, I think the ad agency or, or the ad industry should be um, ideally making it so that we never have to touch our skip buttons. And what I meant by that is, I think Marco meant that uh, I, I was talking about taping the skip buttons over so that nobody could, but actually completely the other way. Oh. I'm basically saying that really the ads should be just as good as the rest of the podcast. And any tools that we have to make that work better are tools that we should be using. Bill Burr comes to mind. Have you heard his podcast? Many people love his reads. Because he will make fun of the ads and taunt them, and yeah, I mean, he it, you plays. Know, in the same way, Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and obviously, Conan is the uh, uh, is driving the podcast revolution. But Conan O'Brien, 
Oh, single-handedly. <laughs> single-handedly. <laughs> he, he did. He invented podcast last week. Hooray. Woohoo. Hooray Thanks, Conan. Um, but anyway, so he, when you listen to that show, he again is doing, it's clearly dynamically ad inserted ads, but he is, you know, recording them. He's having fun doing them. He ends up recording them in, in the airport or something. You know, it's, um, he's always got something with somebody with him. It's a good, fun listen. And I certainly won't fast forward through those. I mean, you know, and, and of course, it depends where you put the ads in, in your episode as well. If you front load your podcast with seven minutes of ads, as Joe Rogan is doing, then what you are doing is you are you, you are teaching people how to use the skip button because nobody wants to sit Absolutely through seven agree. minutes of ads, whether they're dynamically inserted or not, before you get to the actual, you know, to the actual meat. <laughs> so actually sticking them in the in the right place is massively important as well. But uh, yeah, you know, so so my, my, my kind of view on this is the technology can be used well, it can be used badly, but the technology uh, itself isn't bad. So dynamic ad insertion isn't bad, just the same as email isn't bad. It's just what people do with it, which then can make it really dreadful or can make it pretty good. Now, it, there are a couple issues that, with that that uh, I want to point out. We'll talk about the technology side later, but from the creative side and in dynamically inserted ads, one of the issues that has been really hard for me, this is uh, this actually kind of bridges between creative and technology. It's we have custom lead-ins mm-hmm. for all the ads on the shows that I do. So it, how did th- I've seen no uh, platform out there yet that will let you insert your own custom intro for that episode and then not run it if there's no ad. And I've heard so many shows that say, we'll be right back after yes. this. And then it goes mm-hmm. right back mm-hmm. to the show. And it's embarrassing because you know that they couldn't sell that ad. I even heard this on Penn Sunday School. So Penn Gillette, after he left podcast one and, and went with this new agency. They're not even selling out Penn Sunday school, which is a huge show. And it's kind of an embarrassment. And I wish that these platforms were taking into account the creative needs yeah, I, for some I of agree. these ads, because you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it would be fantastic if the quality was there and you never knew that it was dynamically inserted and that all ads were great and nobody wanted to skip. That is utopia. I agree with you on that. It would be fantastic, but I don't think the tools are there yet for some creatives. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree with that to a point. I would also say um, ha- having, uh, having been on the radio for a long time, one of the things that they tell you t- to do pretty early on is not t- to say, we'll be right back after this. Because if you say, we'll be right back after this, what you're basically saying is, and now here comes some adverts for things that you might not want to buy. Um, and so typically you will stop talking and then the ads start. I listen to a lot of, of, of ads, um, a lot of podcasts uh, here in Australia where clearly the advertising has been sold in the US and it hasn't been sold here. So partially, I'm a big fan of dynamic ad insertion right. because, because I get less ads as a, as a result of it. But also partially, partially you, can, you can see where uh, the, crea- the, um, the podcast has been made to actually stop everything and pause and signpost an ad, which is a, 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 a mad thing to end up, end up doing. You know, at the end of the day, there's a pause. There might be an ad in there, and that's absolutely fine. If there isn't an ad in there, it should still work. And that's not a technology conversation. That's a creative conversation of why are you stopping? Why are you signposting something by saying, and we'll be right back after this message from our sponsor, when you don't need to do that. Just get into the message. 
Um, so that's the first thing. But I would I would certainly agree that you know if if you're there and you want to um, you know uh, and you want to do this well, there are certain things that you need to be careful about in terms of using any form of dynamic ad insertion. Well, as far as signposting goes, we've done tests with it on some of the shows that I work on and done a lot of yeah. uh, research with a lot of radio people, actually, who do believe in signposting, believe it or not. And I was not a fan of it. I did not care for it. I didn't want to do it. And then after the tests, if you gently lead them into the ads and say, we'll be right back after this with this part of the discussion, please stick around for our advertisers. They keep us on the air. Then people tend to stay longer and don't skip the ads and they find it a more pleasant ah, now, experience what, what you're talking about there is you're talking about signposting uh later in this podcast we're going to talk about x and y and z completely agree no this is right what right as we go into the ad so it'll be the show we have a good we have a good clean cut point then we just do yeah. that little signpost play the ads and then do do an outro of the ads as well to say thanks for listening how to find yeah. the sponsors and then go gently go back into the show so there's no cognitive break i mean you know uh, so so this is a semantic conversation around how you how you get people to continue yeah. listening to your podcast after an unwanted interruption and signposting mm -hmm. is a really useful tool for this is what you're going to hear in this podcast that's a really useful tool and it's a tool that clearly works and works very well it's why um it's it's why tv uh, programs do that it's why radio programs do that and everything else um the whole flagging of and now here comes and now here comes some really important sponsors you know listen because they they end up paying for, for our podcast, of course they do. That's what sponsors are. You know, are your listeners five? You know, why on earth <laughs> yeah, do you have to you, explain all of this stuff? No, it no, doesn't. But it, it triggers, triggers that guilt it response. It triggers a rough. It We've run the test really, on really it. quick. No. Oh my god! Right, where's 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 the iPod? I've, I've where, where's the search button? How do I how do I flick uh, forward? It's like it's like Gimlet, where they put the <laughs> advertising music behind the ads. Oh, great! That's this is this is so handy. This is so oh, yeah, handy. It tells you can exactly where you can stop. Music? I can't. Yeah. I'll rewind a little bit. Now I can. Brilliant. There you go. I've skipped the ads. You know, it makes no sense. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, advertisers want to talk to the right audience in the right way with the right message. And what they don't want is something that says, and now here comes a commercial break. Uh, start your engines, everybody. Uh, it's time to skip now. Um, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, that doesn't work. Signposting into, you'll never believe that uh, halfway through this uh, podcast, uh, he says something amazing about cheese. Absolutely right. Absolutely the right thing to end up doing. But, you know, um, but, you know, and now, and now we've got some really important messages yeah, we do that from as well. our sponsors. A, they're not. And B, come on. But anyway, we've done A-B testing on it. And it, 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 it's unintuitive. I didn't want to believe it either. But it worked. I'm just telling you what our research showed. We did A-B testing on shows. Yeah. We had the signposting. We had it without the signposting. There were more click-throughs on the signposted episodes, which means they listened to the ad more because it, it, we ran it on a decent sample size that wasn't just 10 but people. You're, but you're signposting creative. You're not signposting, uh, you're not signposting the ads, are you? Yes. I'm, I, yes, we're signposting the ads. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. And we'll, you know, we'll pick up the discussion yeah. where Jordan talks about, or whoever talks about whatever depends on the show and the audience. And then we roll into the ads, host red ads. So it's it, with no music, obviously, because that's the dumbest idea to have music beds behind your ads. And then we roll out with just a way for them to find the advertisers and then roll back into the show gently. And we found that using that technique actually has more click throughs from those sponsors because we can, you know, it just the way it 
we did the CTAs in the ads. We did different CTAs in the ads so we could track that. And yeah, so it it's the outro. It's not the intro, I, I, I would argue. But anyway. Quick question, Jason. Did you notice a difference by chance between the interviews and Feedback Friday? How people responded? Uh, no, we only did those in interview shows. Okay. Because I, I would be curious because that's two different styles of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was just interview shows. Now, I had another question. This one could be for James, too. You and I, when I interviewed you last year, we talked about how podcasting could be better seen as a bookstore, and then later you corrected and said a library. Is part of the problem with ads and things the radio metaphor and the radio experience that people are coming in and doing dynamic insertion with a shouty ads or ads that don't feel as personal? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, I, I think this is a creative conversation. This isn't a technology conversation. So let, let me get, give, give us an example that we can maybe argue about or not. Let's, let's assume that we do a podcast about stamps, okay? Um, and that podcast that we're doing about stamps is sponsored by a <laughs> stamp collecting company. All right. So whoever that stamp collecting company might be. Now, this podcast about stamps happens to be really popular in the US and also in the UK. So you've got two different um, you've got two different sets of people listening. It's the same stamp collecting company, but there's a different call to action in the US than there is in the UK. So one of them, you go to, you know, stampcollectingcompany.com. One of them, you go to stampcollectingcompany.co.uk. So what you can do with dynamically um, inserted ads is you can have two reads, two uh, host reads for that stamp collecting company. One of them is talking about .com. One of them is talking about .co.uk. And those are dynamically ad inserted so that the people in the UK hear the UK version and the people in the US hear the US version. And there's no difference in terms of creative. It's the same person. Um, but they're giving the correct call to action in a host red ad. Now, that to me is not a wrong thing. That to me is the, exactly the right thing to be doing. So dynamic ad insertion no. as a thing is not bad. It's how some people are using it. I 100% agree with you. That is the perfect use of the technology. I, I can get behind you 1,000% on that. Woohoo, 1,000%. It's the other, it's the other <laughs> versions that, that I can't get behind. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so you've got that. Or let, let's, should we take that uh, a little step f- further? You've got, maybe you do an ad, uh, maybe you do a podcast about theme parks and you go to a different theme park every episode. So now I've got 300 episodes and loads of people are going back and listening to some of the earlier episodes because I'm doing a different theme park every episode and they want to go and, and, and hear what I thought of Disney World Hong Kong, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and so that's all good. So you've got lots of evergreen content, loads of evergreen content. Now, this podcast used to be sponsored by World of Cheese, uh, but then mm-hmm. World of Cheese had the incident um and so world of cheese are no longer sponsoring this podcast anymore and it's slightly embarrassing to have that obviously dynamic in, uh, ad insertion means that you can change all of these things uh, over you can put a new uh, sponsor in there and you can uh, start talking about um uh, earning revenue from your earlier podcasts because if you want to you can change the sponsor for your podcast every month but you're but you're changing the the sponsor for every single podcast that you have ever produced in the past and monetizing all of the long tail as well as the very l- latest ones that you're actually doing so long tail ad revenue 
again, my view is that dynamic ad insertion is a great tool for that sort of thing as well. Also, fantastic uh, example of what you can do with dynamic ads. I'm uh, I'm behind that one 100% as well. Woo-hoo. So there we are. Another concern that has come up with um, dynamic inserted ads, and this is a general industry term, and maybe you can address it, James, is people are worried about yeah. them driving the CPMs down, that they'll become so prevalent and so available that all of a sudden shows that are getting that 40, 50, whatever it is, now they're fighting to get that $10 yes, inserted. $10 you'll be, uh, uh, $10 is so much more than what radio gets, I'll tell you. Um, but yes, I, I would completely agree. I, I would completely agree. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, uh, the biggest issue and, and, you know, so I'll, 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 tell you a boring radio story but there are um if you look at uh when you listen to simulcast radio in the u.s live radio online in the u.s for complicated legal reasons they um they put uh ad insertion into those streams so you get separate ads when you're listening online than when you're listening on the air and that's always happened in the u.s and that mm. has essentially meant that uh, those dynamically inserted ads are rock bottom prices. They're cheap as chips because people are, you know, trying to, you know, just literally fill the ad breaks, which is why you hear so many ads for Smokey Bear and for, you know, all, all the other things in there. Now, you can compare that to the UK, where in the UK, um, you've never had to um, uh, swap the ads out because the ads have always been acceptable online. Um, and a, a couple of years ago, one, uh, radio, uh, company started selling dynamically inserted ads into their live radio streams. But because it was something that would enable people to target better, um, they actually charged a premium. Um, so now you've got this weird state where you've got, um, uh, ad insertion in the US for live radio being really cheap and the advertisers will never end up paying uh, top dollar for those but you've got exactly the same technology um, being used in the UK where they're actually getting a premium for them because they have sold them in a different way um, because they've sold them as a way of uh, targeting people better rather than just a way of filling the ad breaks um, for the real ads that we can't actually stick in there anymore um, and so again, Jason, say Deliveroo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work on your show. And so again, you know, sorry, you got to you got to tune into GOG for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, you know, you you end up with this with this you know issue where um, because it's been sold wrongly in the past, it's really hard to end up uh, changing. And I completely agree that if we're um, if we're not careful, we will end up selling these at, at you know bucket uh, rates um, to literally fill uh, space, which is the last thing that anybody actually wants. Uh, It's really important to make sure that people understand how great audio advertising can be, how valuable it is, and to actually, you know, um, you know, uh, podcast ad networks need to turn around and say that is too cheap and we will not take it. Unfortunately, I'm not sure that all podcast ad networks will do that, which of course is the issue. Yes, definitely. And that brings me to the network issues because that's where this really comes into because we agree on the technology. The technology can be used for good or it can be used for evil. And I see networks using it for evil, mainly because they get a roster of shows. You have your top performers, you have your middle tier, and then you have your long tail lower end. And the long tail lower end are the people that I'm really worried about. 
getting screwed by dynamic ads because a they start out having so much of their pie already taken away with the promise of you know we're going to sell your sell your show we're going to get you ads and we're going to make you money but the reality is when they join these networks they're immediately forgotten and they get the scraps from the big show because the big buys don't have enough you know inventory to sell so they they piece it out across all the little shows so you get you know just the scraps of it and since there's no tracking on a lot of these, you know, big ad buys on a network, they're, they're awareness campaigns. So you don't have the tracking that you would normally have from a host red ad with, you know, a coupon code or some kind of tracking code in the URL. Nobody's getting the actual credit that they deserve for it. So my show, which is a medium tier show, might perform better than the big tier shows, but nobody's ever going to know it. But the network is going to sell the big tier shows again because they said, look, this is this is the one that really performed and they're going to sell the show that has the highest CPM and then they're going to sell the show at that CPM, but they're only going to give you a little bit and then scrape the rest off the top. It's a it's a flawed system, I think. Launchpad.dm or launchpaddm.com. Does that come to mind? I'm I'm but still they, with podcast but Jason, one. I can't free talk beer and free puppies. What more can you want? There was apparently by the by the way, so so for those of you for for, for anybody who's listening who's who's there going, what on earth is this? Uh, so Launchpad DM had a stand at podcast movement where they literally were advertising free beer and puppies. I didn't realize um, that was them. Was, oh. <laughs> yes, free beer and puppies. And and the thing, uh, there was one person, you know how there's always one person. There was one person that went up to them and uh, threatened to bring their lawyer because it didn't say free beer, comma, and puppies. It said free beer and puppies. And, and this guy wanted a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So they, ended up, so they ended up coming, coming up and damn and you, Oxford, comma. They had to get a lawyer <laughs> to have a conversation with them. Oh, honestly, if you want, if you, I know, if you if you want a puppy, just just they should have had the puppies eat that guy. Um, and please don't bring don't don't bring puppies to conferences for heaven's sake. But anyway, yes, free beer and puppies. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, there are some there are yes. some some podcast hosts. <laughs> Uh, who will uh, happily give you free hosting in return for um, a pre-roll, a mid-roll, and a post-roll, and good luck with that. Um, so that's a that's a uh, you know that that's a business you know conversation that you need to have with yeah. yourself, and that and that's absolutely fine. But at the end of the day, yeah, I I you know again, if you come back to talking to the right audience in the right way with the right message. Um, then uh, you know the right audience is 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 questionable. Uh, the right way is 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 probably certainly wrong uh, in terms of that. Because at the end of the day, you'll just get if you, if you're a listener, you'll just get sprayed with irrelevant advertising that uh, doesn't answer a problem that you have um, and that isn't done in the right way. And at the end of the day, that that's the most important thing when it comes to any form of advertising is just you know getting the message right. And targeting it to the right person. Now, the question, I guess, is all of this, all of this conversation uh, ended up being because there was somebody using, as you say, artificial intelligence, or as I would call it, an algorithm, um, yes. <laughs> to um, to basically work out. Okay, if we can run, uh, and this is how I think it works: if we can run uh, speech to text on all of the podcasts that we represent, 
we might find that this podcast, even though it's all about theme parks, is actually talking about Japan a lot in this particular episode. And we can um, put an advertiser in there who is a travel agent that mm. specializes in trips to Japan um, into that ad because our, uh, in inverted commas, artificial intelligence, close inverted commas, uh, has spotted that this particular episode is all about Japan. And to me, that kind of makes a bunch of sense if the creative is right, but that kind of makes a bunch of sense in that that is unlocking, um, that's unlocking advertising for a specific thing for Japan in this particular case um, that um, wouldn't necessarily have been found if it was just a straightforward, th- this is just a podcast about theme parks. Um, so again, you know, I think, I think it comes down to this sort of thing and dynamic ad insertion, not necessarily being evil, but again, the way that people are using it, um, may not be entirely right, you know, but I think, I think, you know, but there's nothing wrong in, in automatically working out, oh, this is, this is a, an episode where they mention Japan a lot and actually audiences will find an ad for a Japanese travel agent to be really useful. Well, let me uh, play devil's advocate here because I mentioned Japan 300 times in this episode. Is the sentiment analysis good enough in the AI that is doing the parsing of the text-to-speech to figure out that most of the sentences begin with, this was the worst vacation of my life when I went to Japan? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, indeed. So you have to have indeed. the technology that matches what it's supposed to do because on my show, we complain a lot about different things and it, the point is, if they're not smart enough to actually pull out the fact that the sentiment analysis says, oh, this is a negative sentiment towards this topic versus a positive sentiment towards this topic, that's really where the rubber meets the road. So that's why I still joke about it. Because oh, AI is people. Yeah. AI is people. I agree. Don't so, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, you can have a look at, you know, the obvious things that we see quite a lot of, um, you know, a plane crash uh, happening, um, uh, automatic, uh, banner ads appear for the very airline that, Oh yeah, those are great. Uh, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, so it's making sure that you don't have any of that. And I think, yeah, that makes a- absolute sense. Um, but you know, uh, but the theory behind it isn't necessarily wrong. Isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's again, it comes down to the execution a lot. Yeah. Do, and also doing it at scale. Because you can't have humans involved in this if you're doing millions and millions of impressions, like in real time. And it's the YouTube problem, and that's that. That's exactly the issue. Yeah, because actually doing it, doing it in scale, realistically, is the only way that um, the long tail is ever going to get monetized in terms of podcasting. And so, and so, you know, ad agencies, ad buyers don't want you know 400 different. Um, different pieces of work when only one will do so you know so to make it as easy as possible for the ad buyers you know you end up having to have a bit of scale involved there um and maybe that's where this uh in inverted commas artificial intelligence is actually helping um is actually uh, enabling the ad uh, networks to know which of their podcasts they should be going out and selling you know, I can see a better world than uh, looking at content moderation for Facebook, where they have to look at the worst of humanity all day. I can see a room with thousands of people listening to podcasts <laughs> all day long and just Couldn't tagging you. them. That's, yeah. you know, it's the Pandora model. You know, let's just hire a bunch of people to sit there and just tag these episodes as they come. We don't have to call it AI. 
It's people, but it works, you know, and we know it reliably works instead of trying to get the algorithms to do it. I think I, I like that future better because at least people are being employed. <laughs> yeah, or or be or be employed. My goodness, you know, if you <laughs> you pay me to listen to uh, to uh, Joe Rogan, uh, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a hideous thing. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't say it was a good job or a great job, but it's a job. It's definitely a job. All right. <laughs> Well, okay. In the end, oh. like often happens with these panels, I think everyone's pretty much in agreement. It's just a matter of the nuance that we're trying to fish out. Yeah, and I think you're right. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And I think I think one one of the things that is not done well is um, is the actual creative. Uh, and I wish I I listen to a lot of crappy dynamic ad insertion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know podcasts from the bbc of all people and you get you know ads in there for mcdonald's uh and and you're just thinking what really um so uh yeah you know so i listen to a fair amount of crap on this as well but i you know what what concerns me and it's the same concern when it comes to ad banners on websites when it comes to conversations around tracking people um is that actually there there is a lot of uh, of just jumping to the conclusion that this is all a dreadful idea Whereas actually, at the end of the day, if it's done in the right way, it's really good. It's good for advertisers. It's good for audiences. It's good for everyone um, if it's done in the, the right way. And what we should be doing is not knee-jerk, um, you know, dynamic ad insertion is bad. What we should be doing is saying, if done in the right way, it's really good. And it can actually turn a podcast into something which is earning sensible amounts of cash um, pleasing its audience with interesting offers that they may not have known about, you know, and all of that. Um, that's the important thing from my side uh, is to actually see the, see the positive around this as well as um, as well as where the pitfalls are. But the other the other side of that, though, for me is that yes, it is a great technology. It can be used well if it's used well. How many times has that happened in history? Somebody's going to exploit it. It's going to be terrible for the people who are at the bottom, yeah. which are the podcasters. And there's no way right now for a, you know, either smaller mid-level podcaster to use dynamic insertion without having to cut out a ton of their revenue that they would be getting unless they did direct sales. So I would just like to caveat that, yes, I think in a perfect world where all the creatives done right, everybody's luffs are proper. <laughs> Everybody go read James's articles on luffs. Your They're fantastic. It. Everybody needs, please, I luffs it. Yes, I do. Oh, dad joke. But uh, just don't give up that yeah. revenue at the beginning, you know, because most of my clients and most of the people I teach and the people that come to me asking for advice are new podcasters or medium level podcasters. And I just don't join a network if you don't have yes. to and you don't have to spend the time, sell your ads yourself. And then in the future, when you have a catalog that you can monetize, then it makes more sense. And you know, you can pick your advertiser at that point or pick your your technology platform and the people that you want to work with that have a track record that, who haven't been run out of the market for running, you know, <laughs> uh, Sunday big monster truck rally ads on your show about deafness <laughs> or whatever, whatever, however that plays out. But uh, just yes. be smart about it. And it, it is not evil in the technology. That's not what what I said. It's evil in the implementation. And especially when it's shown to new users who want to start a new podcast on a platform that would just say, here, come to us for free. We'll take care of everything for you. 
those people are going to get run out of the the business and they may have if they stuck around for a little longer have made great art and made great podcasts but they found that there was no money in it so they quit early frustrated never yeah. want to hear about yeah. a podcast again. i can't help but wonder if this is a, another reason that a standards committee like wc3 for podcasting etc would be of help to create best standards things like that and train the overall industry well, so one thing I would say on that is, uh, firstly, um, anyone listening to this should go to internationalpodcastassociation.com. There's a survey Evo there. Terra. Uh, fill that in and say that sort of thing, and that makes sense. Evo Terra is on <laughs> that. Uh, I'm, on, I, I'm on that. Glenn Herbert is on that. Various, various other people are on that. Um, and that would be a useful thing. Uh, I'm, I always shy uh, away from standards because I'm not sure that standards um, uh, are always right. But I think certainly best practice, understanding what is right, uh, is a good thing for all of us. Uh, and whether that comes down to how show notes um, uh display in podcast apps you know there should be best practices on that to um how you how you should do you know advertising uh you know even luffs levels and stuff like that you know there is a real need for best practice and at the end of the day there aren't enough organizations that people can go to and ask for help and get those best practices from. So I think you're you're absolutely right. And hopefully, that's what the International Podcast Association is going to uh, is going to to help with. As long as you know we get that kind of that kind of feedback from um, from uh, folks out there. Yeah. Oh my my uh, invite must have been lost in the mail. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it up to stamps.com. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that actually is a perfect point to close on. And where can we find both you guys? Jason? I just go to jpd.me to find uh, links to pretty much everything I do. And check out Grumpy Old Geeks on your podcast player of choice. And James? That's very nice. Uh, I, I write and edit podnews.net every single day. You'll find you'll find it in your um, hopefully in your email. Uh, if not, go to podnews.net or just search for podnews in your uh, podcast app of choice or Apple Podcasts. Well, hey, thank you guys. That's a little Apple joke. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> thank you both for coming on. Man. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please consider subscribing for free. And I mean for free. It is always free. There's no billing, anything else. You can subscribe in your player of choice, which is probably right in your hands. Or you can go to unstructuredpod.com. And there are plenty of links there. Thank you so much. And in the spirit of sharing, here's a couple more shows you may want to check out. I did not grow up with very much money. Money's energy. Money's something that, that really scares me. You had about 60 grand in debt. Money isn't the answer. Somebody should just give me a lot of money. My dream was to be the WWE wrestler, but you realize that your dreams change over the years. Money's a tool. It's a key to a gate. And at the other side of the gate is the things that you really want to do with your life. It's the things that matter most to you. It's pursuing those values that make you ultimately happy. Listen to Inspired Money at inspiredmoney.fm. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, the host of It's No Secret with Dr. T, which is a small business and marketing podcast. Each week, I interview business leaders who openly share the secrets to the massive success. It's No Secret with Dr. T will educate, entertain, 
and inspire you. Check it out. You'll find it wherever you listen to podcasts or you can go to my website, tysonfranklin.com.